You are listening to Golden Otter Divinations, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with Autumn Seibel. Tune in 9 a.m. Pacific, the first Friday of every month, as Autumn helps you manifest your dreams by connecting to loved ones in spirit, empowering you to find both physical and spiritual healing. Are you ready to transform your life and connect to divine guidance through practical strategies? Golden Otter Divinations is the place to find engaging interviews with medical experts, practicing mediums, intuitives, healers, and many more. Now, here's your host, Autumn Seibel. Hi, everyone. I'm Autumn, and you're listening to Golden Otter Divinations. Stay with me for the next hour as we explore where the metaphysical meets the mainstream. Join us live each first Friday of the month at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, when we have new informative and engaging interviews with medical experts, practicing mediums, intuitives, healers, and many more to help uplift, educate, and empower listeners like you to find physical and spiritual healing. So today's episode is planting wealthy roots with the cycles of the new and full moon to change your mind about about anything holding you back. Playing small serves no one, so step into the light with Cornelia and Autumn as we discuss what it means to plant wealthy roots and ground into, the, ground into the reality that you can create and live in unlimited abundance when you simply decide to change your mind. This personal interview will give you a behind-the-scenes look at the inaugural Change Your, Sign, change your Mind Summit that Autumn and Cornelia have manifested into reality with the collaborative power of 11 incredible women leaders. This is your chance to peek behind the scenes to meet the hearts behind the minds that are bringing you this life-changing personal growth summit. You can register for free today at changeyourmind.us to join live or catch the replay. So the audio that you're about to hear is a little bit shaky because it's me calling in live from Africa, and I really appreciate you taking the time to just bear with the call and listen as I interview Cornelia Stephanie the galactic citizen who's highly intuitive, unapologetic, playful, courageous, strong, and full of enthusiasm for life. I really can't say enough about Cornelia. She's somebody who came into my life about a year ago and holds space for women as they ground into a wealthy, abundant mindset and not just the theoretical ideas of that, but the real, true, lived experience. Uh, She's passionate about humanity sovereignty and establishing authority over one's life as an empowered creation. She's the founder of the Empowered Network and and a new generation of women and men who are leading in their self-actualization. So sit back and relax and enjoy this behind-the-scenes sneak peek of what it took to bring the Change Your Mind Summit to life. Enjoy! So, ladies, I'm going to introduce to you, Yahoo! This wonderful woman who I met last year, and I am so honored to to introduce you to Autumn. She is a practicing medium and manifestation mindset mama. She has two beautiful little girls. I think one is three and one is six if I'm correct. And they just moved to Lilongwe, Malawi in rural Africa with her incredible spouse as part of their unfolding journey. Today, 
Autumn is going to share a bit about how she came into practice of mediumship after the murder of her older brother brought her to her knees in deep grief. Through practicing mediumship to find peace with her brother's death, and then later using the practice of conscious conception with her two daughters, she has come full circle in understanding the balance of living life to the fullest while confidently knowing that our loved ones are waiting for us in this space we transition to after the process some call death. Welcome, Autumn. Thank you so much. And thank you guys so much for bearing with me. Like Cornelia said, I am calling live from Africa. Um, we just moved here a few months ago from Washington, DC. And now we are in Lalongwe, Malawi, which is in like the southern part of Africa. So if my connection um, drops or is bad, I apologize. Um, and I guess I'll just kind of keep going because I'm not getting, I'm not seeing any feedback. So, um, so we're doing the Change Your Mind Summit that's coming up um, on June 11th. And as that process has been going unfolding, we um, had to reach out to people to ask different questions about what exactly it is that we do. And somebody sent me a question that said, um, when did you or how did you realize that you're a medium? Was there anything specific that happened throughout your life that made you realize that you could communicate with spirit? Did you pursue it or did it pursue you? And were there any signs? And that one question, I was like, you know, it's part of my journey that I've never really openly shared. And when I was 16, my older brother was murdered overseas. He was serving as a contractor in Iraq. And um, it was 2003, it was during like the very first invasion of the war. Um, and the United States was collectively um, in grief over 9-11 and our world was changing. I was 16 years old. And for me, the moment that my life changed was um, my brother was killed on his 31st birthday, which was December 14th. And in that moment, I just thought like, what in the world? Like, how, how does that happen? There's 365 days in a year. How was he killed on his birthday? He was two weeks from coming home and I just had so many questions. And that process of, um, understanding his death and moving through my grief was when I started to become comfortable with mediumship because I was not raised with this understanding. I was um, not really taught one way or the other to fear it or not fear it. I just had no idea what it was and um, kind of thought like you had to approach anything in that space, like from a scientific or medical perspective. And so um, his passing served to be kind of my entry point into it. And um, I, yeah, and anyways, then 16 years later, I learned everything there was to learn. I realized that um, people never really die. They just transition to a different space. And getting comfortable in connecting to that space was what brought me through the, through the grief process so that I can now hold space for other people who are in that place. Um, it was kind of something I was scared of for a long time because if you don't understand what's happening, it can be really terrifying. And then if you try to explain it to somebody or people who don't understand it or don't have a framework for it, it could be labeled crazy, um, medicated, you know, a lot of things can happen. And so my journey has been one of consciously uh, and continually stepping out of the shadow and saying, no, this is my truth. This is my life. And this is how I'm going to live it. Um, 
and being really grounded in my beliefs about um, our ability to connect to our loved ones on the other side. So that's a little bit about how I came into the practice of mediumship. And so for me, the opposite of grief when you're dealing with a loved one's passing or anyone who is close to you, um, especially a passing where there's no answers. You know, my brother was murdered overseas. We were really lucky just, just to get his body back, let alone um, know who, who killed him, why they killed him. Was he okay in those moments before and after? You know, there's so many aspects of the transition process that my family and I personally had to reconcile with because nobody was going to give us those answers. Those answers were not coming. We had to find them ourselves. And so for me, over the process of my, um, like as I've grown in my mediumship, uh, I was not a mother. And I'm so thankful to be a woman in this lifetime and to be able to, and to have carried two lives into, to be the channel through which life came. And um, I had dreams about them and I connected with their spirit. And I thought my husband and I had been for about five years, but we weren't actually planning it. And um, I'm breaking up again. Um, hopefully it comes back in. And so I started connecting to my daughters on the other side through this practice called um, conscious conception. And it's this idea um, where you can open your, I knew I was pregnant before a test would ever tell me, before a doctor could ever tell me, before anyone could ever tell me, I knew it for myself. And for me, that was the opposite of grief. It was the creation of new life. And it was kind of this um, balancing of what it means to be a medium in my life. Um, because I got to see the other side of it. I didn't just have to see the death side of, of what it means to be a mediumship and connecting to people we've lost. Um, I got to connect to people who are joining the party. And um, early on in my mediumship, somebody, uh, another medium up in Lilydale, really, um, you know, wise older woman said to me, honey, when, you know, when, when folks die here, we have funerals and it's so sad. Side there, wait, what happens when a baby transitions? And she basically said it's the opposite that when we're having a celebration, welcoming you, friend, have a good trip. We'll see you when you come back. Um, and so that took away a lot of the sadness and heaviness and be grounded in this idea that, that it's not the and, and um, the answer is only 10 minutes. It's not like, I don't think I need another 20. <laughs> I guess I, um, to, to, to kind of keep going on the journey, I suppose, with um, mediumship, something that I noticed in that space was, again, that people could get kind of caught in this dependent relationship with seeking guidance outside of themselves. And that's why for me, for a while, I um, didn't, actually, I, I never did private readings until the last few years after I'd found that balance of um, knowing that new life always springs forward, new life always springs forward, new life always springs forward. And, um, 
I didn't like the idea of people becoming dependent on a mediumship, on a medium to get that connection with their loved ones. And so I started really exploring this idea of um, manifestation and the manifestation mindset and what exactly that means. And that was how I got into um, living my life by the cycles of the moon and um, edu- and through the my e-course and my um, membership form that I offer, I help educate folks on how they can move through grief and connect with their loved ones um, on their own without having to go. Like I said, I I just don't like that idea of having to be dependent on another person because it's such an intimate, personal relationship that you have with your loved ones on the other side. Yes. So tell us about over these last, you know, like right now, you're really fully stepping into your mediumship. This is like your, you know, I think when was that? Um, Somewhere, I just recently introduced you. Oh, I know. We were all on the Dr. Pat show, and I introduced you as a medium, I think, for the first time out loud in public. So now you're really fully embracing this part of yourself. But tell us um, just recently what you were experiencing, what you were going through uh, to get to this next phase. Yeah. So about a year ago when my show on Transformation Talk Radio started, I had that I was a developing medium in my bio. And I say developing medium because people say practicing medium, medium. I say developing because I'm also um, a licensed educator. I'm a high school social studies teacher and I build curriculum. And I, I just believe that we're all always developing. We're all always learning. And so that was the term that I used for it. Um, but like you said, like nobody ever really was speaking that out loud. It was never, I was never being introduced as that. And I was more or less hiding behind the moon and I was hiding behind my manifestation rituals and my, um, way of connecting people with mediumship was a little bit more, um, it was like embedded. Like you had to, you had to dig into who I was and what I was about to find that information. It was not at the forefront and it definitely didn't have a light shining on it because it can be scary to be held out as exactly as you are. I mean, when I say that I'm bearing my soul, I'm bearing my soul to you women that are on the call and imagine bearing your soul in this space with 11 people and speaking your truth and then doing it on a platform where you don't know who is going to hear it, how far that message is going to go. And that can really bring up a lot of, um, a shadow, which is the safe place to be. And it's where you can go and hide when you just don't want to own those parts of yourself or I don't know, fear of retribution or whatever it may be. Um, so as we prepared for this summit, I had a lot of anger to deal with and a lot of fear to move through. Um, because I I don't want to play small in this lifetime. I don't want to, you know, look back years from now go, gosh, what if I had just done this in my thirties when it was the time to do it? Um, you know, Dana, you were talking about, um, being a cancer survivor. And when I've connected with, um, survivors or people who have actually succumbed or, or passed from, um, disease that has manifested in their body, that's always one of the messages that I get is it to me personally is honey, don't let this they always call me honey. Um, don't, don't let this manifest in your body. Don't trap this in your body because your body will, will create something that if it's, you know, not, if you're not expressing the unique characteristics of your soul, 
your body will be that indicator that comes on and says, hey, get help, get help. You've got to clear this because um, disease manifests, I think, disease of the soul can manifest in the physical body. Um, so yeah, does that answer your question, Cornelia, about <laughs> moving from the shadow to the light? <laughs> yes, I love um, the revealing and I love the realization of everything and how you, you know, how you stepped from, again, you stepped into something bigger than you right now and then how it brought the shadow up. I bet many of us can relate to it because uh, that's, that's how we release the energy is by seeing it. And I think even with this last Scorpio full moon, when was that, a month ago? Uh, it really revealed a lot. But it's always through our experiences that we that we we see, okay, this is the highest part and now the shadow is revealed. Another part of myself to love free, another part of myself to release and let go, right? And now you're coming out to the world and you're really fully stepping into your mediumship and um, you're going to be making money. This is the process of what you're beginning now, making money, doing what it is that you love. Tell us a little bit about your um, environment in Africa that you manifested and that you created and where you live on this one acre. Give us the, I, I see the visual, but give us the visual. Okay, so this is not to brag. This is more just to show like, if you can dream it, you can literally achieve it. Um, so about a year ago, I started writing my, my ebook, um, which is also a members, has a members forum and um, an e-course that I'm launching during the summit is called Lunar Manifestations, A Medium's Guide to Manifesting by the Cycles of the New Moon. This isn't a plug. I'm just going to, by explaining the book, it explains how I got to this space right now. Um, and I started tracking the cycles of the new and the full moon every two weeks. It's like clockwork. The moon is the earth's only natural satellite and you can see it from wherever you are in this big, beautiful world. And since my husband is active duty army, we tend to move about this big, beautiful world a lot. So we were in DC at the time. And as much as I loved that space, our family was growing and we knew that we needed to leave that space so that we could keep evolving and growing as individuals and as a family unit. And um, through like tracking the cycles of the new and full moon, I started planting these intentions like, okay, wherever we go next, because we were in this like place, this, you know, little row house in DC, which had a beautiful view. And I manifested that. And I always thought to myself, well, shoot, if I can manifest this, what else am I capable of? And um, one of the things was like, oh, I a garden. And then I thought, um, wouldn't it be great to have affordable childcare? And man, wouldn't it be great to be able to like afford really delicious food and um, to have, help me around the, the term vortex. I just, the energy out there, I put the wishes out there. I planted the seeds. Um, and over the course of a year, a random assignment in Africa popped up for my spouse that we immediately said yes to having no background information on where we were going, not knowing if it was going to be a really great choice beyond it was good for his career. And we were up for the adventure. Um, long way Malawi, like I'd never heard of it. I had to, I actually said yes before I looked it up on a map and I looked up on a map and I was like, Oh boy. Um, but the whole time, as soon as that came into our reality, I just said, I, I know this is what I've been asking for. And I didn't have to think about it because it just felt so right. Everything about it felt right, even though 
logically it made no sense. Nobody could really understand why I would leave a really great job in curriculum development. Because like I mentioned, um, I, I was an educator for 10 years and then I moved into curriculum development. I had a corporate job and I was being like paid the most I'd ever been paid. And, you know, realizing those, like I was living the wealthy lifestyle that society told me I should. This transition was stepping out in faith that the universe always has my back and planting seeds of abundance. You don't know how big the harvest is going to be until you step in. Um, somebody said, how did you both come to say yes immediately? I couldn't see the rest of that, but I don't know. We just said, yes, we looked, actually it was an email. He said, Malawi 2019 question mark. And I responded, yeah, I'm there, babe. I think I might've said like, yeah, I'm there. I'd follow you to the moon, which is what I always say to him. Um, cause he's my soulmate. We've been married 12 years now. And I just, I just, when I feel it in my heart and it feels really light, I just know that that's the right answer for me. Um, and so now that we're here, I've, I've shared this with Cornelia. Um, we live on like two acres of land. There's literally an established garden that we're able to plant a lot of fruits and vegetables in for people in the community because Malawi is a really uh, impoverished nation. It has what it has a, the nation's third or the world's third lowest GDP. And so their food scarcity is a real thing here. And having this garden where I'm able to grow, you know, my little herb garden and a few, a few crops that I enjoy um, is nice. But the fact that I have an acre of land to grow sustainable crops that people in this area, even three miles from my home are dying of starvation. Um, to know that like, I've created a space where I just happened to say, I said yes, and I showed up in this space. And now these metaphorical seeds are quite literally physical seeds, physical fruits of abundance that just by saying yes and showing up in this space, I can share. Now, would somebody else have ended up in this exact home had my husband not taken the position and all this? Yeah, sure, maybe. But would that person have been me? No. And would that person have decided to use their personal property to plant seeds. I don't know, but I know that I said yes. And I can see the fruit. I can, I can see, taste, sense, smell the fruit of these metaphoric seeds of abundance that I planted. And um, something that I shared with Cornelia the other day, when I was getting ready to do the summit and kind of like getting comfortable with this idea, like it, this is my journey. And um, I've, I'm a people pleaser and I'm always so scared of judgment and condemnation. And I don't know, I just, I get scared sharing, um, fear, I fear backlash. I, I don't know. That's my story. Um, but I had a dream the other night after talking to Cornelia about, you know, planting wealthy roots and like, what does that actually mean? Like, what does that mean? Um, very personal. I had a dream that my cervix was growing roots and I woke up in the dream and was like, whoop, whoop, like double checked just because that's a kind of a terrifying thing to dream. Um, but in the dream state still, I was kind of like, what is this growing from my cervix? And um, uh, I realized, oh, these are just your wealthy roots. Your divine feminine wealthy roots are, this is, you're now in the time when these can really like soak into the ground and plant. And um, as much as I've manifested and brought forth now, that I'm excited about. I'm so, so joyful to see what comes next because I said yes to a destiny point moving here. 
And every single day, something comes up where I'm able to be a vessel. This morning, somebody said that they were going to an orphanage where um, children in a nearby village are, so it's hard to hear ladies, but they're being buried with their mothers who die in childbirth. Living children, living infants are being buried with their dead mothers because the village cannot sustain the cost of feeding an infant if the mother is not alive to breastfeed it. That's as real as it gets. And just by being here, the very least that I can do is send money, send food, send uh, a crib. I was able to send a crib and that crib will provide a bed for four to five children. Um, how many, know, it's just how many that, yeah. Adam, how many people do you employ? Uh, at full time, we employ three, um, three folks who by virtue of our, us being their employer, they are in the top 10, in, 10 top 10 percent of income earners in the country. And um, what we pay three individuals in one month is less than we were paying for one month of childcare for one of our children in DC. So this money was leaving me energetically, physically already in DC. And now here, that same amount goes to gainful employment and dignified employment for um, at least three individuals. And, and the three individuals that we employ all are the primary income earners in their family. And what is, and it, feels that, what is it that they do for you? Um, one is a housekeeper slash nanny. She, we <laughs> tag team with taking care of the kids. And um, the other is a gardener to keep this big palace that we have been blessed to reside in temporarily um, to keep it up and going. And then the other is a, um, a chef and he helps me in the kitchen. And um, he helps like with um, harvesting our vegetables, making sure they get distributed. If, you, if you've ever met me, you know that nobody is not gonna, like if I'm eating, you're eating. If I've got food in my fridge, you've got food in, in your fridge. Like if I've got an extra baby shirt, you've got an extra baby shirt. Um, so there's, I would say probably 10 people in our life that we, um, are able to just be really, really generous with here in a really easy, in a way that is easy for us and doesn't drain us and is reciprocal. And so I guess the underlying message is that when you plant the seeds and you know deep in your heart, like what your guiding intention is, God, the universe, source, infinite intelligence, whatever that higher power that you believe in will put you exactly where you're supposed to be to help as many people um, as possible, you know, because we don't get to take any of it with me. If there's anything that I've learned from my mediumship, it's that it's you do not get to take it with you. None of it, not your body, not your money. The only thing that you get to take is the energy and the karma and the, the essence of your soul. And um, when I've connected with folks on the other side who've had these really big, generous hearts, you feel it. It's like they're still here because a part of that energy is embedded in the people who loved them and who they loved. And um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Adam, what is it that I can say? Everybody is completely inspired. That's all I can say is that we're completely inspired. I feel the inspiration. I'm going to open it up to the ladies to say something to you. We have just a few minutes before we're going to close the call. But I do want to say that Autumn is opening the summit. 
the Change Your Mind Summit. She's one of the first speakers. And as you can see, that's so perfect because how dynamic and absolutely gorgeous and inspiring and brilliant and awesome she is. So please, if you have not signed up for our Change Your Mind Summit, changeyourmind.us, please go sign up for it and please share it with your friends, share it on your social media, because as you can see, this is going to change a lot of people's lives for the better. So ladies, the floor is yours. Oh, I just got to jump in real fast here. Um, my mother recently passed away and I had felt connected with her after she had passed and I had actually gone astral traveling before she died and met with her before she went to, through the light. And then afterwards um, was able to still be in connection and feel her do her life review and see things in a different way. Um, it was very amazing. And then for about two and a half weeks, I have regularly had dreams that she was communicating with me and it's so magical. And I think it's really helped me a lot to not be like depressed or grieving. Like, I feel like my relationship with her is better than it was before because she can understand things now that I tried to explain to her and she didn't get. But now she's like, oh yeah, I understand. So yeah. um, I just want to say good job for what you're doing, Autumn, that people need to hear this stuff. It is so important. And I really want to encourage you to keep going with what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That's how I first started communicating with my brother. He would come to me in dreams and we would go flying. And I thought, this has to be a dream because we're flying. But I would wake up and it would feel so vivid and so real that I was like, how, how was that not what I think it was, you know? So I'm so glad you got to, you know, or you're, you're continuing, continuing to connect with your mom. And I'd like to connect with you sometime. I have a few questions for you. For sure. For sure. I think my email's on the group email. So just send me an email. Okay. I'll find it. Okay. Good. Thank you, Cornelia. Anybody else want to talk? What an inspiration you are to all of us and just being able to do the little bit you do and how it can have that ripple effect on so many lives and the huge generosity and the bright light you are is touching and amazing. So go girl. I'm your biggest fan here watching you fly. So yeah, congratulations. Thank you. One of the things that I told Autumn when she first told me that she was going to Africa, the insight that I got is that she's going there to raise the vibration and the abundance in Africa. That she's there to model and to be that lady leader, to be that uh, empowered woman and to show what it's like when women own their power, when women own their mediumship, when women own the gifts of their divinity, that they can feed and that they can support others in, in ways that we haven't fully stepped into. But I felt like she was called there for that purpose. And she's doing a magnificent job. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thanks, Courtney. There's so many times in my day when just being just being the things that come naturally to me, even just as a Western woman, not even with mediumship, none of that, um, driving a car, uh, 
being in a, an equal relationship with my spouse, earning money, all of these things, being a loving, just like space holding mother, um, people are watching me. And I would normally be so scared and like, oh, why are they watching? Are they judging? Are they judging? And now I'm realizing it's like, no, they just want to know what that is and see how that looks. And if that's an option that is also available to them. And I hope that through my lived experience, I can show that, yes, it is. It's, it's available to all of us. You are, you are leading in your lady leadership and you're just getting started. I can't believe you've been there for what, five minutes. You, you haven't been there long yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. But that's the thing. Like when you show up for your divine appointments, like you were, I showed up right on time. The universe was like, Oh good. You're here. We've got some work to do. And I was like, Oh, okay, let's do it. Let's get to work. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like work because again, it just feels like exactly where I'm supposed to be in any given moment. And like the things that I would normally struggle with, like, Oh, should I donate this crib? Who should I give it to? Somebody's like, Hey, I'm going to an orphanage today. Does anybody have anything? And they live two houses down from me. Please swing by. I've got oodles of stuff for babies. Take it. And I, there's no work required. And that's what Cornelia was talking about at the very beginning of the call is this energy of allowing and just there's no work when, when it's what you're supposed to be doing, there's no work. So thank, thank you. you. Awesome ladies. Well, it's been a magnificent call. Even with the technology issues, we moved beyond the old boundaries and we released disappointment of whatever, you know, whatever wasn't happening. And thank you everyone for showing up and for celebrating autumn with us. And you can see what an amazing role model she is for our future and the daughters and the women that she's raising and the difference that she's making in Africa that's rippling out. And so my goal is I'm planning on going there and we're going to do something together. And I can't wait. And what really inspires me when I listen to what she's doing is it seems like there's people there that are really open and they want the help and they need the help. And I think that is the message for us, that there's people there that are ready for us, that are ready for what it is that you have to offer, that want to hear what it is that, that you, your wisdom, your gifts, and move into that vibration and know that there's people there that are wanting what it is that you have to say. So. Yes, and you are leading women out of emotional poverty too, just by modeling, just by your example. Yes. Thank you, Dana. Thank you. But I, you know what, ladies, I really couldn't do it without this group. I came into this group a couple months before, I think um, maybe like September, October, and we just found out that we might be moving to Africa. And we basically, we found out in August, or we were asked in August, we immediately said yes but it takes a few months for the details to work themselves out. But by November, we knew for sure that we were going. And I just sort of come into this group. And I don't think had I not had this anchoring force, this anchoring space, and, and, and really anchored into this divine, feminine, wealthy, rooted mentality, that I would have been able to come here and not fall into a, um, like a judgment spiral or a, um, like an unworthiness mindset, like, oh, like, what did I do to deserve this? What did I do to deserve all this? Because the opposite of planting wealthy roots is enjoying the fruit. And if you can't enjoy the fruit, why would you plant the roots? <laughs> and so being 
connected to this energetic space with all of you beautiful women is that I was able to, or I still am able to every day go, it's okay to enjoy this. It's okay to enjoy this because there's enough for everyone. And I'm sharing, I'm sharing my harvest. And um, that's really what it's about. So thank you, ladies. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to say when you were talking about uh, where you are, you're in Africa. And part of my uh, intention for this for this tribe is from for women from around the world that that they can join us from all time zones and wherever they are so that we can empower the leading ladies like uh, Dana's uh, favorite phrase is that we can empower women to rise up into their uh, you know deep divine feminine rooted in spiritual and material abundance and that's in, in stepping into our full creativity. And that is being present with deep grief, deep, 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 deep grief, while at the same time stepping into the gift of our divinity because we, we are all that. We are all that. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that behind the curtain uh, peek at the Change Your Mind Summit, which again, you can register for at changeyourmind.us. And I will be opening up the summit on June 11th when I cannot wait to meet you and take your questions live. So thank you so much for listening and be sure to follow Golden Otter Divinations on Instagram where you can check in and let me know about your golden moments so Spirit and I can cheer you on. If you'd like to contact me uh, by my new book, Lunar Manifestations, A Medium's Guide to Manifesting by the Cycles of the Moon, you or join my um, co-creation forum, Lunar Manifestations, you can visit my website, goldenotter.us. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal. While you're there, please take a moment to sign up for my bi-weekly email and get up-to-date info on all things Golden Otter. You can also take a look at the Coming Soon page, which has information, information about my e-course that will be launching uh, during the summit on June 11th. I am so excited about that. So thank you so much for tuning in to Golden Otter Radio. I had an amazing time sharing this sacred co-creation space with you. If you ever want to get on my calendar for a private validation session, I'll be opening those up in the fall. I do only offer 12, so be sure to visit uh, my website to get on the wait list for that. Thank you so much for joining me in this space. Have a great week, and I will feel your positive vibes back here next time. With love and light, Autumn. Thank you for listening to Golden Otter Divinations, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with Autumn Seibel. Tune in the first Friday of every month at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Exploring where the metaphysical meets the mainstream, Golden Otter Divinations helps you draw in the abundance that is yours by divine right. For more information or to listen to this show, visit GoldenOtter.us. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal.us. Hey, thanks again so much for listening to this episode of Golden Otter Divinations. wanted to provide some show notes for anybody who was curious about the blank spots of the audio that cut out. Even my own husband was listening to the program and said, hey, wait, I know that story, but I missed it. Could you, could you tell it again? And so uh, I just wanted to take a second to um, provide those notes. So around the nine-minute mark of the show, I start talking about what the opposite of deep grief and deep losses. So if you've lost a loved one, somebody who's transitioned to spirit, 
um, and you're dealing with the emotional fallout of that, whether that's a recent passing or it's been several years. In my life, the way that I healed my deep grief, or one of the ways that I did, was by understanding this process called conscious conception, which is where you can, um, mothers and fathers, um, and even non-biological mothers and fathers, anyone who's getting ready to welcome a child into their life, can connect to the spirit of their um, newborn prior to its incarnation, so prior to it coming into physical form. And for me, both of those connections with my daughters took uh, place in the form of a dream. And I mentioned in the show note during the recording that with both of my daughters, I knew I was pregnant uh, just before anybody could even tell me. I just knew. Um, and um, I'll go more into that in a later show, but I just wanted to provide that kind of context for that. Um, and you know, at a later time, I could talk about some of the fun serendipities um, of using the practice of conscious conception, including going in for my first appointment with my um, first pregnancy and the doctor saying, oh, you conceived on uh, this date, which happened to be my, I believe it was like our sixth or seventh wedding anniversary, and you will deliver on this date, which happened to be my um, husband's birthday. And he goes, and you'll come full turn on this date, which happened to be my birthday. And I was like, okay, I'm absolutely for sure having this baby because um, I was I was a new mother and I wasn't really sure how it all worked and didn't want to get my hopes up or anything like that. But when the doctor gave me those three dates, that how could they have known that those were our, um, our birthdays and our anniversaries? Um, and even though the baby wasn't actually conceived on an anniversary, you know, side note for any women out there um, going through the pregnancy process, they actually track the date of conception from the last the first day of your last menstrual cycle that you can remember prior to falling pregnant. Okay, so it's a little more information that people probably need to know. But for me, that was the validation that I needed as a brand new first-time mother after practicing this um, idea of conscious conception to know, oh, wow, yeah, this this child is coming and I need to prepare my life and my energy and my um, space for that. So I, I don't go all the way into that uh, conversation, but that is definitely something that I will be talking about on future shows, this idea of um, conscious conception. And then um, maybe later I'll tell the story of my our youngest daughter who was, um, we went to Machu Picchu and I talked to her at the top of the mountain, at the top of Machu Picchu in my mind. And I just said, okay, hey baby, we just achieved a really big milestone as a family. And if you're, if you're up there and you still want to join us, like... You better get here quick because I don't know if I want to do this whole mother thing again, um, round two. And um, so anyways, I'll get into that more later. But um, that's just a little bit of a brief uh, discussion on what conscious conception is. Also in the show, I mentioned a story that um, a medium up in uh, Lilydale had, had said to me, and this is years and years and years ago, probably at least 10 years ago. Um, I'm, she's no longer practicing, and actually I'm not even positive um, – yeah, she's not not still up at Lilydale. Um, but she said to me, I said, so, okay, if when they die, our loved ones are happy, like there's somebody waiting for them on the other side. There's, you know, other other members of our soul families who've transitioned and they're there waiting. Um, so when the person, when our loved ones on this side of life transition to the other side of life, it's like, there's a, a block party happening. All the souls that have already transitioned are there waiting, and they're so excited. 
And I said, oh, okay, like that makes a lot of sense. And that actually makes me feel really good to have that sense of peace, to know that these other people are there with him. Although at the time he was kind of the first person in our family to go. And I was like, oh, um, talking about my older brother. Um, outside of like really distant, um, like generational family. Um, actually, that's not true now that I think about it. My aunts were there. Anyways, this is this has been 16 years ago that this all uh, this knowledge first started to come into my life. So, anyways, um, so he transitioned, and I said, okay, so that's good to know that when our loved ones transition, there is like a soul family, a group of um, their family and friends and relatives waiting for them. And then I said, so what? What happens like when babies are born? Like where do they come from? How does this exactly work? Because I've never really explored the idea of like an infant soul. And I'd always heard the terms new soul, old soul. I never really grasped that. And she said, well, it's the exact opposite. It's when we are um, so joyful and excited to be welcoming new life into, into our physical world. I mean, think of all the preparations that go into newborns and baby showers and, and things like that. If we're um, fortunate to be in a community that is like really excited um, family group or extended family or extended community that's really excited about this new life coming in. Um, on the other side, they're saying a farewell. And I know it's not as sad as it is here because from a higher perspective, they have a um, you know, a more a bird's eye view of what's going to happen. And um, that, that gets into a whole con conversation about soul contracts and um, why some children choose to incarnate um, into certain families. And, and it goes on from there. But it was this very basic understanding that when a person transitions out of life on our side here in the physical, they go basically straight to a, a party or a welcoming space. And on the opposite end, when a when a life, um, when an infant or a soul transitions into an infant's body, they have like a, a, a brief farewell from their, their soul tribe um, in the ethers and then are welcomed here. So that was one of those mindset shifts um, that just really flipped it for me. And in, in my early 20s, that was something that I needed to hear to be able to move through um, coming into womanhood and coming into motherhood and um, just coming into adulthood with a more balanced approach to life and help me avoid what probably could have been um, a really perilous 10 years if I hadn't gotten that one little snippet of information. All right. Thanks so much. Hey, you're just one moon away from living your best life. Did you know you can transform your life in 30 days with lunar manifestations? Start using the law of attraction to manifest by the cycles of the moon. I'm Autumn Seibel, and I just created two incredible platforms for you to finally step into who you're truly meant to be in this life. Visit goldenotter.us to begin your manifesting journey today. That's golden like the precious metal, otter like the precious animal.us.